Hello everyone, my name is Logan and welcome back to my show, I guess, uh, where I kind of talk about things that I like to talk about so that I can work on my, you know, talking skills, <laughs> my conversational skills since I'm not very good at talking about things for long periods of time. So uh, here we go, if you want to follow me, I should lead this up up front, uh, on Twitter I'm at HeartRightYT, that's right as in left and right, uh, and um, you can follow my YouTube channel as well, uh, which is just HeartRight, and I'm planning to get back in that game soon, because I just hit a thousand views, so thank you if you're a part of that, um, and I'm going to be putting out content more regularly, uh, so go follow me there, go subscribe to me there, and see cool stuff, and keep listening too. Because I'll try to do this more consistently as well. Today we're going to be talking about Star Wars. So, look forward to that. Here. Yeah. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Star Wars. Which is uh, something that I have grown up... Wow, wow, what was that with that pitch? Uh, anyway, uh, Star Wars is something that I've grown up with. And I thought I would talk about it a little bit. Since I've kind of been getting more into it. Since I pretty much binge-watched uh, Clone Wars just recently on Netflix, and I'm, and I'm kind of going through Rebels right now. So that, kind of the, the supplemental stories are really interesting to me, because they've, I mean, you have the bigger story George Lucas made, and then kind of the lore of what happens behind the scenes that's really cool to me. Uh, so, um, I don't know, what am I going to talk about? Uh, I could talk about how I... In one of my classes, I made an audio documentary about Star Wars, which was actually really fun, because I used uh, sound clips and music clips from actual Star Wars, and it was actually really fun to make, and it didn't uh, get boring just because it was Star Wars. Um, and so uh, I guess I should say that at this point, there are seven moves, eight movies out, I guess technically nine if you count the Clone Wars movie. Um, uh, episodes one through seven and then Rogue One. Uh, so it's definitely getting a revival, but I don't think it ever really died. Especially since the uh, newer trilogy came out, one through three. Uh, it's it's kind of always been, you know, on the toy shelves and everything. I guess that's one thing, too. They've done really well in merchandising. Uh, but it's kind of always been on the hearts and minds of people, even before, you know, it was bought by Disney or before Episode 7 was announced. So, uh, I guess, you know, it's almost reached that kind of infamy level where it's part of the culture, I guess. I guess you could say that about a lot of different fictional things, but uh, Star Wars especially, not to be to be considered like not necessarily a, a classic film, I guess. Although it would be, you could probably argue. But it's one of those films that's, you know, action-adventure that everybody likes. Not the kind of, you know, gritty, uh, uh, you know, noir-ish thinking movie that people consider to be a classic. And it's a fairly recent classic, considering, you know, 1977. But uh, it's definitely become part of the culture, like I said. Uh, and uh, I guess, you know, it's... 
it's one of those things where you can mention, like, Yoda or Darth Vader, and people will instantly know what you're talking about, even if they haven't seen the movies, which is kind of cool. Also, a victory for advertisers, because we shouldn't uh, ignore their role in that as well. You know, making lunchboxes and stuff. And let's see, if I look around my room right now, how many Star Wars things would I see? Uh, I'm actually not seeing that many. Oh, yes I am. I see a little bulletin board with a background that has Star Wars stuff on it. Um, and I have a little C-3PO figurine as well, and an R2-D2 that I've had for forever. And, uh, so that's really cool. And as a person as me, I guess Star Wars has really affected me because, you know, I grew up with it. I have lightsabers down in the basement. Uh, you know, the toys were always cool. And, uh, you know, I like to pretend that I was a Jedi. I remember filming vi- <laughs> I remember filming videos, uh, in the dark, uh, in my, in my living room with my two lightsabers, pretending that they were having a lightsaber fight, and just standing there with my arms outstretched, kind of balancing the lightsabers in such a way so that it looked like they were fighting, uh, in the dark. Um, so, yeah, clearly it has had a large effect on me as well, but also on, you know, uh, having recently graduated, uh, and having, uh, studied film a lot, it's been a very influential film in, in that context, so it's really interesting to me to see it in, you know, a whole new light, uh, especially seeing, you know, what people really wanted, uh, for it, and how it kind of turned into the thing, the happy ending thing it is today, but I'll talk about that in the next segment. So, Star Wars is cool, and it's also one of those things that, uh, if you're studying fiction, especially from an academic standpoint, it's actually really interesting to see how many people attribute it to be like, well, use it as an example of various things, uh, like different movie tropes and everything. Uh, it's especially interesting to me to see how people use it as kind of the standard for the, uh, I guess, trope of the plot of the of good versus evil. And the reason why that's interesting is because I don't think Star Wars really exemplifies that much. I mean, yes, it is good versus evil, but it also uh, very much plays on the fact that uh, good versus evil is not, you know, it's not that cut and dry, which I think is really cool and something I didn't really notice until like the past few years when I was in, you know, film classes and stuff. Uh, so I'd like to talk about that a little bit in that... Um, Especially, well, I guess 1, 2, and 3 as well, uh, but also 4, 5, and 6. Um, but let's talk about 4, 5, and 6 first. Uh, so it's really interesting to, to hear behind the scenes that, I guess, Mark Hamill wanted Luke to turn to the dark side uh, at the end of 6, which kind of almost happened because, uh, you know... Um, uh, at the end, you know, when Luke is fighting Darth Vader, he definitely gives in to his anger, and, and you know, the Emperor is uh, 
kind of proud of him saying like, oh, he's going to be my new apprentice because he's giving into his anger and he would be a good candidate for the dark side. And then, uh, you know, Luke says, I'll never join you, but, uh, like, uh, I don't know. That scene was a little bit, uh, weak to me because I feel like the emperor could have persuaded him at some point, but, uh, it is interesting that Luke didn't really have that moment of, no, I will not give in to the dark side, other than just kind of like, you know, saying it on the floor to Emperor Palpatine, uh, and then Palpatine tried to kill him, and then Darth Vader killed Palpatine. So Luke essentially didn't really do anything to further the plot, which I think is really interesting, and especially uh, because, you know, he doesn't exemplify any of what, I guess, the Jedi quote-unquote stand for, which is for the light, and he kind of goes away, and like, oh, he's the only Jedi left, and he, uh, he, we're not exactly sure if he's like a true Jedi or not, especially when 1, 2, and 3 came out, which is, which, if we follow Anakin's storyline, it's basically what Luke's storyline, like, would have been which I think is really interesting to consider from that point. A lot of people like to consider 1, 2, and 3 as being, you know, n not as important or not as uh, not as good, which, you know, I would agree from a you know, individual film standpoint, but also from a, you know, just overarching plot standpoint, it is really interesting to see Anakin go through kind of the same uh, story that Luke does, except it has a very different ending. And uh, with episode 7, I think that'll be explored even more, because it's uh, it's kind of been hinted at that Luke doesn't believe in there being a dark and the light. Uh, that he, I guess the term was coined a gray Jedi, uh, that, uh, that Luke was, that Luke was going to be, I guess, and was going to kind of teach Ray about that. Uh, so we'll find out more about that in the in the next movie, in The Last Jedi. But yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I find really, really interesting, that Star Wars has kind of served as a symbol of the good versus evil trope, but it's not. It's definitely not. It's, it's actually a really good example of how, you know, good and evil aren't that cut and dry, and there's a you know, a, a hero's journey involves, you know, going to both sides, and sometimes it's not as clean cut of a happy ending as we would like and I think that's a little more realistic and kind of more in definitely more interesting from a, a story perspective so yeah alright so now I want to do something really interesting and uh, if you're not familiar with the podcast that I am a part of slash YouTube channel uh, it's called Popular Apocrypha and you can find us on YouTube or iTunes or Twitter at Popapoc Podcast, and you can find a bunch of stuff on there. And basically, what we do is we take characters and kind of revamp them and make them better. Uh, but often we do that; we we end up uh, kind of reworking uh, plot structures as well as settings and stuff like that. So what I want to do is, and this kind of ties into the last segment as well when I talked about good versus evil. Uh, I want to individually rework the last scene of A New Hope, 
of episode four, which is the throne room, which I thought was really anticlimactic and kind of falling into the trope of a lot of things. And I think it could have been better to show, you know, uh, Luke's, uh, I don't know, his journey, I guess, as starting. Uh, so, first of all, I want to kind of establish as... I, I want to establish it as... Uh, yes, it should... Uh, uh, how do I want to put this? A New Hope should stand as its own movie. I, I think all of them should in it, in their own way, but also serve as a good trilogy. So I want it to serve as an ending. And I think... Uh, I think Fellowship of the Ring in Lord of the Rings would serve as a good example because it showed uh, Frodo and Sam, you know, looking off into Mordor and, uh, you know, shape of things to come. So what I would like to see is, like, Luke standing on a balcony somewhere or, or, or away from people after, you know, during the party of the rebels at Yavin, uh, you know, having destroyed the Death Star... And Luke's kind of standing there after having celebrated, but also kind of wondering, you know, you know, Obi-Wan just died, and I'm getting all these, you know, weird Jedi s symbols, and, you know, what's what's the future of me? And, you know, Darth Vader not only killed my father, and that's what he thought at that point, but he also killed my, my Jedi mentor. So, you know, what what does that mean for me? And yes, I destroyed the Death Star, but, you know... I feel like this isn't the end, and to have him have some sort of force connection with Darth Vader or something, knowing that he'll meet him again, and possibly, like, I don't know, maybe Leia coming out to, to talk to him, although that may be a little too early for their relationship. So maybe it's C-3PO coming out, to, or, or maybe Obi-Wan appears to him, come to think of it. And maybe Luke, like, asks him, you know, why did you give yourself up like that? Or something like that. And then uh, Obi-Wan tells him, uh, I, you know, the time has come for you to take a stand. Something like that. It, like, only you can defeat Darth Vader. Uh, you know, the world rests in your hands. Something like that. Something to something better than the throne room scene because I didn't I really didn't like the throne room scene it was long it didn't really serve a purpose other than serving as kind of like a, a cinematography uh you know everyone is in the same room it's it's gonna be cool we're gonna have cool framing centered framing and everything and then Chewbacca doesn't even get a medal and you know I don't know maybe in the scene on the balcony or something Han Solo can uh, come up and congratulate Luke as well and ask him, you know, you know, why the long face? Why don't you think it's over? And, you know, Luke is like, I don't know, you know, because kind of starting that road of character development, because I feel like we didn't see a lot of that in episode four. Uh, and especially since he used the force to destroy the Death Star, maybe he's kind of wondering, like, you know, what have I gotten myself into? Uh, Am I really in this for the long haul? Basically serving as the first act break of, if we consider that trilogy to be a three-act structure movie. Oh yeah, I really like that. 
Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's serve as the the first act break of the uh, no turning back point. Yeah, I like that. It's a, it's better than the throne room scene. Yeah. Okay, so now I want to talk about uh, some cool things, you know, some just cool kind of unrelated things, you know, Star Wars related. I, uh, I definitely was affected by Star Wars in that I played with some action figures called Attactics. I think I want to say middle school, and I still have a bunch of them under my bed as well, but I, I played the heck out of those, and it was so much fun. Uh... <laughs> And, um, ooh, excuse me, um, bleh, oof, excuse me, uh, and I also, you know, watched Clone Wars when it was coming out, but also on Netflix, uh, kind of binge-watching it and watching the last season, which, by the way, that last season that was exclusive to Netflix, that's pretty cool. There's some stuff about Order 66 there that's, huh, it's, it makes you think. And that's really what I like about Star Wars now, and it's more—it's more than just you know a feel-good action adventure movie. It actually makes you think. Uh, I, th I think probably like Episode Three started that, especially considering uh, you know his turn to the dark side at the end, and the the, the ending definitely leaving off to Episode Four. So that definitely makes you think, you know. It's not all about happy endings, which is cool. And even episode 7 kind of ended like that as well, with you don't know what's going to happen to Finn, and you really don't know what's going to happen to Rey either if Luke is going to be willing to teach her. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to episode 8, because I think we'll see a little bit more of a continuation of that, of that kind of uh, gray Jedi uh, aspect of the Force kind of delving more into the Force and what a, what a Jedi is. Uh, because, you know, Luke might have married or something, or just, you know, gave in to his fear or anger at some point, uh, or his anguish at, at people dying. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to, to see that, and, and frankly, just get into more of Luke's development as a character to be honest, because, you know, we didn't, we didn't really get much in, in 4, 5, and 6, and it'd be cool to see more in, in 8 and 9. Um, so I'm really looking forward to those. I'm looking forward to the Han Solo Boba Fett movie, if that's still happening. I, I, I'd basically go see any Star Wars movie, you know. <laughs> it's, they've created a world where they could create a movie about pretty much any, you know, distant character, and I would go and see it. You know, if they made a Job of the Hut movie, I'd probably go see it. Uh, so, um, also, I'm watching Star Wars Rebels, and that's that'll be interesting to see where they pick up where they pick up after Clone Wars. Although it's kind of it's kind of sad to uh, have a story take place in between three and four, because you know that things aren't exactly going to end well. Like, I was reading a, a book series, which is probably not canon now, um, about Obi-Wan and then later about another Jedi who kind of takes the reins of finding any other Jedi that uh, survived Order 66. And it, it 
this is kind of spoilers, but uh, it the series ends with um, most of the Jedi found are are killed, are basically blown up. Uh, the the main kid character, his memory is erased, and the, the main character, the the Jedi main character, moves to Alderaan, and it's like, uh, okay, fine. I guess I won't have any happy endings, but. <laughs> You know, I guess it had to end that way, and you kind of know that it has to as well. Um, so, I guess uh, what I'm saying is, Star Wars is cool because it's fleshing out that good versus evil trope and making it better. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that even more. Saying that maybe there isn't a light or a dark side, or there shouldn't be. So, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at HeartRightYT. You can search me on YouTube as well, on HeartRight. Thanks for listening to me ramble on about Star Wars. Thank you.